Hey, good morning. This is Anne Marie, and I'm at the corner of Lunacy and Nutcracker Street with you all. And I have a quote of the day from George Washington Carver. Today is his birthday. He was born on this date in 1864, and he passed January 5th, 1943. And the quote is this. How far you go in life depends on your being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong. Because someday in your life, you will have been all of these. And that's your quote of the day. So instead of the daily horoscope, today is a lunar eclipse, and this has been broken down. Um, It's possible portents in Astrology King, which is a website which is uh, great to check out for you personally. Uh, It will give you uh, horoscopes based upon when you're born within your sign, Decan 1, 2, and 3. Decan 1 being at the beginning of a sign, 2 in the middle, and 3 at the end, near the cusp. So, um, you really need to um, check out this site sometime. But let's read about this eclipse. The full moon on January 10th, 2020, at 20 degrees Cancer, is a lunar eclipse. The focus of the lunar eclipse Astrology is communication because of the sun conjunct Mercury, but it is cold, ruthless, and oppressive because of the authoritarian, dictatorial influence of Saturn and Pluto. So it's emotionally very challenging because the moon is so afflicted. If you are a sensitive, timid person, you need to protect yourself against bullies. If you are strong, You need to protect more vulnerable family members and friends. This eclipse favors the powerful and wealthy. So like a regular full moon, only stronger, sun opposite moon of a lunar eclipse brings your home, family, and intimate relationships into sharper focus. Opposing forces such as work versus home, or what you need versus what you want, create inner tension and external pressures. This can lead to conflict and crises that drain your energy. The lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at a lunar eclipse. So use your increased emotional strength and intuition to overcome any relationship challenges. Subconscious awareness allows for an impartial and balanced look at your personal relationships You will clearly see any relationship dynamics or negative feelings causing disharmony. A lunar eclipse represents a resetting of your emotions, clearing away the emotional baggage of the previous six months. And then I'm going to just jump to the summary. Sun conjunct Mercury means the main focus of the January 10th lunar eclipse is on thinking and communications, but also trade and transport. 
The Sun, Saturn, and Pluto are masculine and authoritarian. This leaves the emotions of the moon very vulnerable. At the personal level, thoughts and words are likely to become cold, calculated, and ruthless. Feelings will take a backseat to harsh realities as bullies, bigots, and loudmouths gain the upper hand. The lunar eclipse on fixed star Castor increases emotional sensitivity and nervous anxiety. At the global level, freedom of speech and the independence of the media will be curtailed by governments and even multinational organizations. The public, represented by the moon, will be subject to lies and propaganda. Even freedom of movement and freedom of association will be threatened as rulers and states increase their grip on power. Human rights, it says, will be lost in the name of national security. However, full moon, January 2020, trine Neptune, give some hope that a sense of compassion and humanity will soften the oppressive nature of this lunar eclipse. On a personal level, you can draw on your faith and the support of loved ones. At the global level, it gives voice to religious and spiritual leaders, humanitarian organizations, and environmental groups, which is good. The January 10th Lunar eclipse combines with December's 26th uh, solar eclipse to form an eclipse phase that lasts until the lunar eclipse on June 5th, 2020. Uh, December 2019 solar eclipse was conjunct Jupiter, so it is very fortunate. But combined with this ruthless lunar eclipse, it suggests the strong will consolidate their power the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. So with that in mind, it is good for all of us to remember kindness, um, protecting those around us who are vulnerable and to practice that old Um, adage which is do unto others as you would have done unto you a very important commandment a Christian uh, commandment but it definitely works as a method of living so that's your lunar eclipse summary If you were born on this day, January 10th, you are exceptionally hardworking. You're organized, intelligent, efficient. Some of you can be accused of being workaholics, and sometimes this comes from a fear of being poor or needy. You are a friendly person, and you carry yourself especially well so that others easily respect you. Others generally appreciate your straightforward approach to life as well as your practical and sound mind. Famous people born today include Rod Stewart, 
Linda Lovelace, Pat Benatar, Ronnie Hawkins, George Foreman, George Washington Carver. For the year ahead, service to others is your theme this year, especially with family. This means you must take care of yourself so that you are a strong resource for yourself and others. Invest in the relationships that you value. Tap into your personal creativity and hobbies. Happy birthday, Capricorn. January 10th, this day in rock. 1955, Alan Freed hosted his first New York stage show that featured the Clovers, the Drifters, and Fats Domino. 1956, Elvis Presley recording um, Heartbreak Hotel, among others, in an eight-hour recording session uh, backed by drummer DJ Fontana, guitarist Chet Atkins, and piano player Floyd Kramer. This was for his new label, RCA Records. 1959, Jerry Lee Lewis has his only UK number one single with Great Balls of Fire. In 1964, the first U.S. Beatles album, Introducing the Beatles, was released on VJ Records. That album cover showed John, Paul, and George with their now-famous mop-top haircuts, but Ringo had yet to convert. VJ would be forced to stop selling the disc by the end of the year because of legal complications, but by then, over 1.3 million copies had been sold. In 1965, Shindig regulars Dick and Dee Dee enjoyed their fifth and final Billboard Top 40 hit when Thou Shalt Not Steal peaked at number 13. In 1969, there was a blow-up frustrated at Paul McCartney's dominance during the filming of Let It Be. George Harrison nonchalantly tells the rest of the band that he is quitting immediately and sarcastically says as he walks out, See you around the clubs. George later said that while he had a growing backlog of new material, he constantly had to work on Lennon and McCartney's songs before the group would work on his. 1976, the North American fascination with CB radios helped push C.W. McCall's truck driving song Convoy to the top of the Billboard pop chart. Foghat's Slow Ride becomes the first of their five Billboard chart entries and the only one to crack the top 20 that year. And Chester Arthur Burnett, rather, better known as Howling Wolf, passed away at the age of 66. Though he never gained mainstream popularity, the legendary American blues singer, guitarist, and harmonica player was ranked by Rolling Stone magazine at number 51 on their list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. 1979, Richard Carpenter entered a chemical dependency treatment center in Topeka, Kansas. 1981, Lennon and Ono's double fantasy LP goes platinum. A little over a month after Lennon's assassination, the album would be number one in the U.S. for eight weeks. In 1985, Cindy Lauper becomes the first female 
recording artist since Bobby Gentry in 1967, almost 20 years before, to be nominated for five Grammy Awards, Album of the Year, Best New Artist, Best Pop Vocal Performance for a Female, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year. She would win Best New Artist at the February 26th show. In 1997, James Brown, Godfather of Soul, gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In 2003, a collection of 500 Beatles tapes known as the Get Back Sessions, which were stolen in the 70s, were found after UK police cracked a major bootleg operation in London and Amsterdam and five men were arrested. In 2007, a fire raised the Clio, Michigan home, of Question Mark and the Mysterians leader, Rudy Martinez, destroying all of his priceless memorabilia. He did not have insurance on the house and was forced into living at a nearby mobile home. In 2008, Rod Allen, the last remaining original member of the Fortunes, died of liver cancer at the age of 64. Some of their more uh, known hits including You've Got Your Troubles in 1965 and Here Comes That Rainy Day Feeling Again in 71 were on the Billboard Top 40. 2016 English rocker David Bowie passed away after an 18 month battle with cancer at the age of 69 a leader of the glam rock movement in the 70s Bowie placed 13 songs on Billboard's Top 40 chart, including Space Oddity, Fame, Golden Years, Let's Dance, China Girl, Blue Jean, and Dancing in the Street. He had released his album Black Star only two days before his death. And this was your day in rock. Did you hear about the new restaurant that opened up called Karma? Well, there's no menu. You just get what you deserve. So I wanted to talk about something that I think we all need to do. I may have talked about this before, but it's very, very important right now, which is when we are given statistics, when we are given information, more and more we are seeing the information given to us without... Um, evidence. Uh, where did you get that number? Where did you get that information? Evidence. So, what's an example of this? Well, Newsweek just published something about Puerto Rico and said that the president said they received 91 million 
and that today Puerto Rico's only received 42 million. But Newsweek doesn't cite where they got either one of those numbers. They don't cite where or when or how the president said it, and they don't cite where they got their alternate number. So why am I bringing this up? Because this is what we're getting pummeled with day in, day out. We're getting facts and figures that come from nowhere. And why are we getting that? Because some of these places like CNN, Newsweek, The Post, Fox, whatever they are, they're established um, media agencies and they're not proving their information because they're resting on the laurels of their previous reputation for delivering news. But that's not good enough. Uh, It shouldn't be good enough for you. It shouldn't be good enough for me or anybody. We need information that's verifiable. We learned this in high school. When we write a report, we're supposed to be citing where we got our evidence. And I can't hand in a term paper unless I have footnotes and, you know, cite where I got my evidence to make my argument. But we're getting news day in, day out without any of that. And I don't really understand why we're getting less and less of it. The other thing, too, is that's why we go crazy with these studies. They name some obscure school does a study and they're like, pay attention. This obscure school did a study. Well, we don't know how well the study was conducted. We don't know how many uh, credible studies this school has delivered. We're just told, look at the result. But part of looking at the result is looking at where the result came from. How was the result elicited? So that's why you go back and forth. One year they're saying, don't eat any eggs. And the next year they're saying, eggs are good. And then the next year they're saying, you could drink alcohol. And the year after they're saying, gee, you better cut down on that alcohol. They will drive you crazy with this stuff. They will cite studies of no importance. Most uh, particularly, you should remember that it takes more than one study. It takes like two or three or five to really establish a result, a trend, a verifiable result. So if one place does a study and nobody else in turn does a second study to verify that result, it's not something to start jumping through hoops for. And people don't understand that either. So I just wanted to talk about that today because we're talking about communication and we're talking about the world and information coming in. And you want the media to give us more evidence. They shouldn't just be speaking at us saying this, that, and the other thing. One last funny example is my son used to sit at the table and we say, Mark, um, what is, uh, what is the most common food? And he would say, well, you know, 75% of people eat chicken, let's say this is an example, but 
I started to realize he was just making this stuff up, but it sounded so good because he provided a stat. It sounded like he got this information from somewhere, but he actually didn't. He was just creating the information. And how many times does that happen to us when we're reading newspaper stories, things in the media, Facebook posts, etc.? So remember, stats aren't really as reliable as you think. Okay, signing off. Have a great, peaceful day. Remember to be kind to those around you. And we're all going to get through this. We're all going to make it. Bye.